All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. Um... One of the people, and I, I don't like the guy, <clears throat> but I have to admit that he gave me on election night 2016, this guy gave me the most joy that I'd ever had watching a news program. Uh, Gene Kuger um, over on Young Turks, watching him melt down as Donald Trump defeated Hillary Clinton. I mean, it is, uh, uh, it was priceless. It was absolutely phenomenal to sit there and watch this guy. It was so full of hope and optimism, you know, at the beginning of the night. And then as the night, <laughs> as the night went on, his, his, his whole, uh, his whole uh, disposition just started changing his shoulders started to slump and his head was lower and his uh, got a scowl on his face and then finally he had to ultimately announce that hillary clinton had no path to victory it was absolutely glorious to watch so this guy actually um because he even he knows uh that joe biden has got uh, zero chance here Z there is no chance I mean, if you look at some of the polling numbers right now, uh, Trump is leading in all the battle, uh, battleground states. Um, even when you put a lot of people in the mix, like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Trump is doing abs He's doing much better than he did in the polls in 2020. And so even Chink Juger realizes that Joe Biden is not the man for the job. And he even came out not long ago uh, saying that he was going— <laughs> that he was going to run for president. You know, if somebody else didn't do it, if somebody else didn't stand up, he was going to be the guy to run for president. Well, we all know that Chink Uger is uh, over on Young Turks. He is pro-Hamas. And as this reporter, um, British journalist uh, Douglas Murray, points out, it's not just that he's pro-Hamas, it's not just that he's pro-Muslim, He's anti-Israel. Listen to this guy take Jink Uger to task. Anyway, let me just get on to it. You say, you say, first of all, you say, I don't care about the death of Palestinian children. Yes, I do care. I care very deeply about it. But I also know that the responsibility for their deaths lies on Hamas, which has misgoverned their society for the last 16 years and now has been leading the country into being in a war with Israel. So, yes, it's on Hamas this. As for seeing wars, by the way, I just mentioned about seeing wars because as far as I can see, you're very ill-traveled as well as rather ill-lettered and ill-spoken. 
And I mention that I cover wars and go to wars because I happen to think myself that it's worth seeing things with your own eyes, including things that you don't particularly like, but you report the truth. I don't know if you ever even leave your own bedroom. And I can tell already that you don't because you've already said something that demonstrates you know nothing about this conflict. You have just demonstrated it in the following terms. You said that this is why we need to push for a two-state solution and give legitimacy to the Palestinian Authority. I'll tell you something you don't know because I guess you spent no time in the West Bank, have you? I'll tell you something you probably don't know. The Palestinian Authority, Fatah, celebrated the 7th of October massacres. I'll give you another fact which demonstrates you know nothing about this and clearly haven't ever visited any Palestinians in the West Bank as I have. If there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, the reason why there isn't one is because if there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, Hamas would win. So your idea of a two-state solution, I'm afraid, you are so out of date and you really should leave your bedroom. Because in this region, nobody thinks that there is a two-state solution on the table because there is not a viable negotiating partner. But I just want to make one other main point. You have gone on and on tonight throwing accusations out against the Jewish state, against me. It's the sort of thing you do. I know you're a sort of, sort of online pugilist and think you can run for office and <laughs> good luck with that. But I'd just like to point out that you only really get animated if the Jews are involved. And I can tell that for the following reason. I mean, your surname's Uyghur, isn't it? One million Uyghur Muslims in China have been put in concentration camps in the last decade. And pe you know, people of your ilk never really care about that, do you? Because it's not the Jews doing it, it's the Chinese Communist Party. At the moment, one million, one million people who are, from who are in Pakistan at the moment, who are your fellow Muslims and who happen to be Afghan, and I don't think you care about them, do you? One million Afghans are currently being forcibly deported from Pakistan to Afghanistan. You don't care about that. You're not riled up about that. You're not riled up about what the Jangaweed are currently doing in Sudan, where thousands and thousands of people are being attacked by the, by the, the Islamist militia there. You don't care about any of that. You get exercised and you rile up what little base you have of malcontents because you're riled up when the Jews do anything. All right. Kablam! Oh my, I have never seen Gene Huger have his butt handed to him the way he did on Pierce Morgan's uh, Morgan show. And, 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 that, and, and I'll tell you what, Douglas Murray was exactly right. Nobody cares about the Muslims. Nobody cares about the Muslims unless it has to do with Muslims and Jews then all of a sudden they'd care. They don't care about the Uyghur Muslims over in China. They could care less about the organ harvesting that's going on over there. They could care less about them being uh, forcibly detained in uh, concentration camps. They could care less about them being moved, bound, gagged, and blindfolded. They could care less about those Muslims. Those aren't the ones that, that they concern themselves with. They concern themselves with the ones in the West Bank, in Gaza. That's all they care about. And I saw a, um, uh, a guy went out and interviewed some people in, in, in Gaza and was asking about a two-state solution. Every one of those people, we're talking about the citizens of Gaza, not necessarily members of Hamas, although I can't guarantee that they're not, um, none of them, none of them said that they would support a two-state solution. This thing over in Israel has nothing to do with land. It's got nothing to do with territory. It doesn't. 
In fact, somebody the other day, so, oh, no, we've got to, it's our land, it's our land. Somebody uh, the other day found a coin. It was in a, it was in a uh, they, they didn't, there was an archaeological site over there. They found a coin from about 2300 B.C. B.C. that had a menorah on it. So who actually are the indigenous people? of Israel? Well, the answer to that can be found in the Torah and the Bible. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So tomorrow, the third anniversary of the Charlie James Show. And um, ironically, I'm going to be making an appearance on the Upstate Pulse tomorrow night. Um, yep, it was three years ago tomorrow, December the 23rd, that I started the program here um, after, you know, some negotiations, talking back and forth. Uh, had a little conflict-ish with my last station in order to... Uh, uh, to leave there, but we had uh, got lawyers involved and all of that stuff. So um, came up here to the upstate. Uh, we visited uh, a lot, a lot, and um, absolutely fell in love with it. You know, especially when you see the mountains in the background. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, uh, just really a treat, visually a treat um, to be up here. I'm a mountain guy. I, I love the mountains. My wife is more of a beach person, so it was a little harder for her to leave Charleston uh, than it was me. But what really um, uh, my big connection to Charleston was some of the people that we met and kind of surreptitiously without them knowing it, uh, we were asking people, hey, what do, you, what do you think about Greenville? I hear anything about Greenville? I hear the downtown's really great. And I got a really good friend, um, Marianne Taylor. And she was like, she was like, I, she's like, Eddie doesn't know this, her husband. She's like, Eddie doesn't know this, but I'm moving to Greenville. I have, I'm just, I've been up there and I just love it. And, um, and that was the hardest part was saying goodbye to a lot of those folks there, but we moved up here and, uh, tomorrow will be the third anniversary of the Charlie James show right here on, uh, WORD at the time we were of course, 106.3 WORD, but we have, uh, upgraded our signal since then, but it has been a wonderful, 
wonderful three years. And you guys have just been an absolute a treat every single day. Every single day, you have been a wonderful, wonderful treat. And I, I really hope that you folks have a um, an amazing Christmas. I really do. And, and a wonderful new year. And while tomorrow commemorates a very happy day for me being um, for my first show on the air here, um, is also uh, a sad day as well, because we did not realize it. I mean, we kind of thought, we kind of had an inkling, but we had certainly hoped that it wasn't going to be the last Christmas message from Rush Limbaugh. Music lovers, thrill seekers, conversationalists all across the fruited plain. It is great to have you here today. Great to be with you. Rush Limbaugh, the EIB Network and the Limbaugh Institute for Advanced Studies of All Things That Matter. Telephone number 800-282-2882 if you want to be on the program. We're going to do a uh, version of Open Line Friday today, Mr. Snurdly. Whatever people want to call about, whatever they want to ask about, whatever they want to say anything about, um, let them have at it. And then it's uh, since we're not going to be here on Friday, this is, in fact, the last program of the year for me. And, folks, I want to tell you at the outset here, uh, to me, this is a very important program. I have uh, very much that I want to say to all of you today. And I'm feeling very pressured. Not pressured. I'm, I'm feeling uh, stage fright kind of thing. I So much I want to say, and I want to say it correctly. I want to convey my feelings. And I, I want to do it right. I want to do it to the, to the best of my ability. And I have found in circumstances like this that the best thing to do is not to think about it. Don't, don't make it more pressure-packed than it already is. But it's very important. You all are very important. My family is very important to me. I've had, I've had a year now to reflect on the things that really matter, a year to reflect on the things that are completely relevant and uh, important to me. And all of you are in that large conglomeration of people and things that are very important to me. Uh, I want to go back. Uh, normally, by the way, I, I wait until the third hour of the program to, as I've always said, that I, I, I usually use the Christmas program such as this one to um, uh, engage in my thank yous and my thankfulness for the year rather than at Thanksgiving. And I don't know why, something about Christmas, uh, my childhood memories of it. The family is getting together and the uh, the children making it what it was. My feelings of thankfulness always surface. My feelings of great gratitude always surface at the Christmas time of year. 
my hope, my hope, we know how much that man meant to us. We know how much we waited for him. We, I, 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 I remember uh, it'd be like Friday it would be three o'clock on Friday, and, and my, my, you know, it'd be like ten to three, and I'd be like, oh man, I got a two days to wait to hear Rush again, and it was just like, you know, that was that was gonna like a letdown for Friday. Um, when, when Rush signed off every day at three and I was like, oh, God. well, I guess I just go about my business here for a couple of days and, uh, wait until noon on Monday to tune into the Rush Limbaugh program again. Um, he was very important to us. And my, my hope is that he knew how important he was to us. I hope he knew that when we found out of, about his cancer diagnosis, I, 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 I hope he could feel the prayers going up. I hope he could feel the heartbreak that we were feeling when we found out. And ultimately, when he came along and he said, this is, this is something that he was not going to be able to beat and, and, and reality started setting in, I hope he felt that. I hope he felt that collective sense of loss that we felt at that time. I really do. It's, it's amazing how important his voice was every day. And for so many years here on WORD, I mean, this was a guy that I used to listen to in the, in the, in the news van when I was running around as a, as a young news photographer. And, uh, and I would listen to him and he had as have his environmental wacko update and just so many years of absolute joy. Um, so my first day here at WORD was Rush Limbaugh's last Christmas message. He would come back a couple of times in January. He did, I believe his last full show on February the 2nd. And then he passed away on my birthday on February the 17th. And uh, Rush, we miss you today. We miss you now during these times more than ever. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Winding down the last show of the year for me, um, man, I tell you what, I've got so much to be thankful for in 2023. It was a magnificent year. Um, a lot of it uh, due to you guys. I, I got to go to Scotland. I got to play the old course. Um, just so many great things um, uh, have happened this year. I certainly hope that uh, 2024 is is at least no pun intended, on par with 2023, at least for me personally. I know politically and uh, and all of that has been a year of turmoil. That I don't see getting any better. I, in fact, I see it is um, it's going to get a lot worse. Let's go to Ron in more and talk to him. Ron, welcome to the program. How are you? 
I'm doing fine, Charlie. How are yes, you? sir. Doing good. I good. What's a up? Quick story to tell you because what you were talking about and uh, talking about uh, Rush Limbaugh and everything. I first uh, when I first heard this radio station, a friend of mine that I worked with would listen to it, and I was like, "Man, I want to listen to music. I don't want to listen right. to this." Stuff. Yeah. And uh, anyway. After a while, I started listening, and then I started listening to Russ Castle, mm-hmm. and I called in, and I had a little, you know, agree to disagree things at Russ Castle. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember I talked to him on a Friday, on a Friday about something, and then I found out that he died Yeah. the next day. Broke yeah. my heart. Yeah. But I've been exactly. a bona fide listener to this station. I I can spend all day long listening to WORD and, uh, you know, all of you, you know, Tara and yeah. all of you guys. I understand. I understand. And we appreciate that, Ron. I mean, you, 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 you guys, I mean, you don't fully understand, I mean, just how much. We appreciate that. I mean, we're just, and Ron, I appreciate your call, buddy. Thank you so much. I mean, I grew up, um, and I've told you before that I'm not, I'm not a huge music fan. All right, I like songs, but I don't have to have music on in the background uh, uh, all the time. And, and I think that probably came from being raised by my grandparents um, with a with my childhood situation. And my grandfather was a product of the depression, so was my grandmother. And um, he really loved talk radio. In Augusta, we had um, this guy named George Fisher. And every day, he would do the talk of the town with George Fisher. And um, he was just, you know, just talking about local stuff, things that were going on and, and all of that. And that was always on, always had um, uh, talk radio on in in the background. And it was just one of those formats that I... And then seeing and another uh, movie that actually uh, there were a couple of movies and I can't remember the name of one of them, but one of them was 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 talk radio. And it, what was it? Eric Bogosian. He was in that movie. And I, I love that. I thought that was great. Uh, there was that um, uh, television show. I think that was also called talk radio or news talk, or whatever it was. Um, that was absolutely fantastic. I love that. But this has just been a format that has always appealed to me because one thing that I love, I mean, uh, it's one of the reasons that, that, that I love Mike Rowe. I mean, I just think Mike Rowe, he's one of my heroes because he used to have a podcast called uh, the way I heard it. Fantastic podcast. I love good storytellers. I love people that can spin a yarn that can just sit down and you can, and just listen to for hours on end. And I really, really have always enjoyed that. And, um, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd rather go listen to somebody talk than somebody sing, which is kind of crazy, you know, to a lot of people. Um, but you get things like, um, but I don't do the Ted talks and all of that stuff, but really entertaining, um, communicators have really always fascinated me. And I remember one night, uh, and I, I used to lay in bed at night 
and I would uh, get my, because all I had was an AM radio when I was growing up, uh, FM. Phew, that's No, that's for long-haired hippies. Um, so I would take my little AM radio, and I would trial, try to dial into the furthest radio station I could from Augusta, Georgia. I mean, the furthest one that I could bring in. And usually at night, that was a station called uh, WOWO, WOWO, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, home of the famous WoWo Fire Escape. And one night, there was a guy on there. His name was Rob Westerby. I'll never forget this. And it was it was a February night. It was coming up on my birthday. And it was 19 degrees in Augusta. 19 degrees. And it was something like 23 degrees in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So at great risk of getting in serious trouble for making a long-distance phone call on my grandparents' telephone, um, I called Rob Westerby at WoWo in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I told him, I said, Rob, it is colder here in Augusta, Georgia than it is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he made it Augusta, Georgia night at WoWo. <laughs> and he talked about Augusta, you know, and he talked about the Masters, and he talked about all of that stuff on the program, and that was just that was just absolutely, I mean, that tickled me to death, being a young kid listening to the radio. And uh, and then when I had the chance, and like, you know, my, no, I started out in television. And when I had the chance uh, to get into radio, I was a little hesitant, but, uh, but I did it. And um, I have not looked back what these 35 years now that I've been in broadcasting, it's been an absolute uh, treat. Charlie, I listened to Word on my Walkman as my wife had music playing in the house. I listened to Word on My Wife. You've still got a Walkman? Oh, my goodness. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty uh, neat. Um, Charlie, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and Merry Christmas right back to you and yours. I really appreciate it. Um, Charlie, I have no family, but you and Tara are my family. That, that's what it's all about. That right there is what it's all about. And I, I always wondered... It's kind of a weird thing because you wonder, you know, we sit here and I talk to a microphone. We all do. We talk to a microphone. Sometimes we talk to a window or we talk to a computer screen or whatever. And you really never get to see um, while you're on the air the people's faces. And I, And you wonder sometimes, is what I'm doing making a difference? So I was out one day. And this guy, uh, big guy, this guy, he was about 6'4", had to go about 270, something like that. I mean, he was, he was a big, big guy and uh, kind of a biker-looking dude, right? So he comes up to me and he says, you Charlie James? And I thought, oh, crap. Because <laughs> that's the first thing you think about. Oh, what did I say to offend this guy? And I said, I said, yes, sir, I am. And he hugged me. I mean, he just bear hugged me. And and when he broke his embrace from me, tears were streaming down his face. And I had no idea what was going on. And he said, you saved my life. Said, what? What do you mean I saved your life? He said, you did a remote where they were doing prostate test, the PSA test. He said, mine came back and I had stage four prostate cancer. He said, but they caught it and they've stopped the spread and you saved my life. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. 
pretty amazing. So, man, I'll tell you what, the relationship between host and, and audience, it's a very special one, and I hope it's as special to you as it is to me. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. So what you getting for Christmas? That's what I want to know. You been a good boys and girls this year? Santa going to be real good to you and uh, on Christmas Eve when he comes around to the house? Yeah. Well, boy, I tell you, I hope I've been good. You know, I, I, I know what I'm getting. I mean, my big present. I know what my present is. Um, but, uh, but, man, I'm looking so forward to Christmas. It is just going to be awesome. It really, really is. Um, but you know what used to be a – Will, you know what used to be a big thing this time of year that isn't big anymore? They used to have – all the movie uh, 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 production companies, they would have their Christmas movie releases. And they don't do that anymore. Have you noticed that? I mean, that used to be a big, big thing. You know, in time, and they'd release all these Christmas movies and all of that. That just, I tell you what, streaming, but I will say there's something really cool about going to a movie. Uh, we what was the last one we went to see? It was oh, had Dennis Quaid in it, and I had my buddy here. Um, um, gosh, what was it? Oh, uh, The Hill. It was The Hill. We went to see The Hill. Very good movie, by the way. Uh, local Greenville uh, kid is in that. Um, good friend of ours, and uh, you might want to see that. Uh, it's a really great feel-good movie with uh, Dennis Quaid. And, uh, check that one out. But, um. What we've really seen is a huge surge in conservative movies. Now, I mean, if you look at Sound of uh, Sound of Freedom, that grossed what over? I think it was like three hundred million at the box office, and it only cost fifteen million to make. Here's what really needs to happen: these movie houses they need to start understanding that conservative movies are the ones that are bringing in the cash and they need to start getting rid of all of this wokeism that has been uh, prevalent, prevalent rather, uh, in entertainment these days. That's what we, I mean, Americans are craving for good quality, wholesome, family, conservative entertainment. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we do. We scream for that stuff. Because it's just not enough. You can't find it on television. I mean, geez, you want to look at any of the stuff that the Obamas are putting out? What is it? Uh, Coco Lemon that is over on Netflix, that animated uh, cartoon that is uh, targeted at toddlers two years old. Had one of their the, the main character on there, the main kid character, dancing for his two dads, a gay biracial couple in a dress. The little kid was dancing in her dress. See, that's that's not what America is screaming for. America is screaming for good quality entertainment. And hopefully we will get it. There is a movie coming out. Um, this is pretty cool. It's a Western. It's not a Christmas movie, but it's a Western that you might want to check out. And uh, it's called Malarkey. 
and they have actually sent me a um, a preview of their trailer. Let's take a listen to this. Pa, pa, Sword King of Molly. Corn Pop. Who's Corn Pop? Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. Who's gonna stop him? I'm the best qualified people for this job. Tex, you can't go after Corn Pop. He's killed dozens of men. A billion worth. Excuse me. A billion four hundred trillion. Or a million four hundred trillion seven hundred forty million billion. Huh? Two hundred million people have died. Probably by the time I finish this talk. That can't be right. We choose truth over facts. Whatever. My point is, it's too dangerous. Why do you care so much about stopping Corn Pop? He poses an actual stance as threat. And he's been stroking violence in our cities. Well, don't go alone. At least take Black Pete with you. The great Negro of the time. Thanks. But please, don't say it like that. He looks like LLJ Cool J. The boy's got bigger biceps than my thighs. Don't call him boy. So you think you can stop me just because you teamed up with this kid? Look, fat. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You got anything you want to say before I kill you? This is the appropriate place to make the speech I'm about to make. Yeah, sure, whatever, just go for it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men and women created by goat, you know, you know the thing. Huh? I got hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. The kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down straight and watch the hair come back up again. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping in my lap. And I love kids jumping in my lap. Does anybody have any idea what he's talking about? So you go ahead. You stack spaghetti sauce in a store. And you control the guy or the woman who brings out the carts on a forklift. What the heck are you talking about, Tex? Turn on some fire pressure! Malarkey, coming soon to one theater in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I can't wait till that comes out. I am I am definitely going to see that. Some of those lines, though, sound, uh, I don't know, they sound kind of familiar to me. I don't know where I've heard them before. All right, folks, I, I really do. I hope you guys have the best Christmas ever, ever in the history of ever because you absolutely deserve it, and we appreciate everything um, that you have, uh, uh, all of the stuff that we have enjoyed throughout the year. But please, please, let's all remember, let's all remember the true meaning of the season. And there were, in that same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth 
peace, goodwill toward men. Spend your time with your friends and your family. Let them know just how much you love them. Take some time to reflect on those we lost over the year. And look forward, look forward with hope and optimism for a wonderful, wonderful 2024. That is when we'll see you again. As always, we love you. God bless. Buckle up. Bye, y'all. Merry Christmas. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.